When you are pregnant in America, you're going to be offered a ridiculous number of tests. Every visit is some new test, it seems. But do you really need them all? That is for you to decide. So I want to walk you today through some steps to determine which tests you want to consent to have done and which ones you might want to pass on. Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth, if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. Hey friend, do you wish there was a way to have a safe birth without worrying about being forced into treatments you don't want? Are you scared of having a C-section that isn't truly needed? Do you find yourself Googling things like what will Pitocin do to my body? Girl, I know what it feels like to doubt the system and yearn for a better way. I was in your shoes, wanting a beautiful, God-filled birth, but worried about being sucked into things I knew I didn't want and I probably didn't need. Imagine if you could have a midwife on your side, coaching you on how to have your pregnancy and birth on your terms. Well, guess what? Now you can. That's why I created the Midwife and Me Power Hour just for you where I'm going to help you identify and reach your pregnancy and postpartum goals and have the birth you're dreaming of. You'll be able to understand what you want and why you want it so you can clearly communicate those wants and wishes with your provider. You'll walk away with the knowledge and confidence you need to put together a plan for your birth and communicate your desires clearly with your provider. So if you're ready to take back control with God at the center through a customized plan based on your wishes, Go grab one of five Midwife and Me Power Hours that I have available this month. I'll sit down with you one-on-one so we can map out your plan based on what you want, what's in your heart, and what God has in store for you. Go right now to bit.ly slash midwife power hour. Again, that's bit.ly slash midwife power hour and take the first step to reclaiming the peace and joy God intended for you to have in this beautiful time of life. I can't wait to help you. So this episode will likely make a lot of providers mad. And guess what? I'm okay with that. Surprise, surprise, right? Pregnancy is not about the provider and making them feel good or safe or comfortable. Pregnancy is about you and your baby and you feeling good and safe and comfortable. You have the right to decide each and everything that is done for you or with you or to you without exception. Now, I'm not saying this means you know more than your provider when it comes to the test necessarily, of course. 
But I am saying that you don't have to have a medical degree to decide if you need certain tests. Now, I'm not going to go through every single test in this episode. That's a laundry list of tests. And unfortunately, this episode would be crazy long. Ain't nobody got time for that. I know you're busy. I know you need short episodes. So I'm not going to go through each test. But what I am going to do is I'm going to teach you some basic principles to go by in deciding what tests you decide to have done and which ones you decide to pass on. So grab your piece of paper so you can jot down some notes, maybe even take them with you to your visits so that you can remember them and not get frazzled in the moment and not know what to do. Now, if you've been here for more than five minutes, (laughs) you already know that I passed on most tests during my pregnancy. And I know I hear you saying, yeah, 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 Lori, of course you passed on them. You know what the tests are. You know what you need and what you don't need. And yeah, some of that's true. I've got a lot of training and a lot of experience to lean on. But that doesn't mean that you can't make the decisions for yourself as well. I know if you're here that you prefer to be in tune with your body, just like I did. I know that you want to look for the signs before assuming that something's wrong with you and treating yourself like you're just an accident waiting to happen. That's how I was. I knew that pregnancy was normal and I wanted to treat it that way. Have you ever heard that phrase that if you look for something, you're going to find it? Well, that's the case in obstetrics today. It's been It's become one big hunting game. They think that clearly there's something wrong and we just have to find it because pregnancy can't possibly be normal, right? It's just one big old accident waiting to happen. So that's the secret. They don't want to tell you. All of this testing is based on fear, the fear of what's coming, because they believe something is coming, that it's not going to be normal. And part of that's because of the model they practice under where A lot of stuff does go wrong, but a lot of those things that go wrong, they caused, and they haven't put that part together yet. But I digress. We're not going into that part today. (laughs) Their whole practice is based on isolated events that happen to a small percentage of people, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out which ones it's going to happen to before it happens, and that's valid. I get that. If you can know something's coming, you can prepare. I get that. But as with everything in life, everything has a downside. And the downside of all that testing for all mamas, for all the things, is that pregnancy becomes one big horror movie. You're just dodging one thread after the other, hoping the boogeyman of bad results doesn't catch you. And so it creates fear. It creates anxiety. It makes you be afraid of the thing that your body is doing naturally on its own that God is doing for you. And so you lose the joy. You lose the fun of pregnancy because you're always worried about one more test or what's this test going to show or what thing do I have that I don't know yet. Most moms, upwards of maybe 70 to 80% of moms, will have none of the things that these tests are looking for. None of them. And yet, they'll be treated like the 20 to 30% that do. So make that more simple. You got 10 mamas in a room, seven to eight of those mamas are gonna be completely normal. Two to three of those might have, maybe one of these slew of tests have something positive, not even all of them, just maybe one or two of the things. Some of you are okay with that, because it makes you feel better and that's fine. So maybe you are one of the moms that just wants to know. 
You don't care if you're one of the seven to eight out of 10, you still want all the tests because you just want to make sure. And that's fine. If you can do that and not be terrified, that is fine. But some of you are not okay with that because it makes you worry and and it makes you anxious. And that's fine too. For either of you, the concepts here are going to help you make the decisions for the testing in your pregnancy to decide what's right for you and what isn't right for you. So two things to remember before we go into the questions you need to ask yourself. Thing one, no is a complete sentence. They can want you to all they want to, but you don't have to. It is your choice. It doesn't matter what the it is. No matter what the situation is, it is your choice. Okay? That's thing one. No is a complete sentence. If they ask you if you want to do something and you are sure you don't want to do it, no thank you. Thing two. There is such a thing as false positives. And that's a hard thing to think about, but just realize that any test that you have done can come back positive and actually be negative. And remember that in medical testing, positive isn't positive. It means that's the bad thing. And negative means that it came back to where that you don't have that thing. So you can have false positives and you need to consider that as you look at these different questions to think, well, what happens if this test comes back and it says it's positive, but come to find out later, it's actually not positive. How's that going to impact you? Think about that. Okay, so that's the first two things. Let's get into some questions to ask. The first one and probably the biggest one, the overarching one needs to be, what will you do with these test results? Are they going to change anything? Are they going to impact further decisions for your care? The reason for that is if you're not going to do anything with the information that you gather, What's the point of getting the test? Are the results just going to cause you worry and anxiety? Are those results going to cause you to take your eyes off of God and put them on worldly worries? I'll give you an example for this one. Genetic testing. There's all kinds of genetic testing that you can have done now. You can know all kinds of things about your baby before it's born. But is that a good thing? For some people, they like that. But for others, it just causes them to worry and fret and have anxiety that they can't manage, and it causes them to lose all the joy out of their pregnancy. Let me give you an example, and this one, unfortunately, is going to be a little bit dark, a little bit hard. But let's say you have the testing done to find out if your baby has Down syndrome, and you find out that your baby does have Down syndrome. Is that going to change anything for you? I know that most people listening to this podcast would never consider having an abortion, but some in the world would. If you find out that your baby has Down syndrome, are you going to continue the pregnancy anyway? If so, you need to think very hard about, does it even matter right now? Is it going to cause me to worry the rest of the pregnancy? Or is it going to lead me to prepare and have different resources in place after birth? If that's you, then this might be a test that you want to have. But if you're the mama who's going to just stress and worry, and it doesn't really matter in the long run because you're going to love that baby no matter what, well, 
Maybe you could go with no on that. It's your decision. That's the whole thing. This is all your decision. And some of these decisions are hard. But if the results of a test aren't going to change anything about your plan, then maybe there are are tests that you could pass on. That's the first question. The second question, what happens if this test has a positive result and I don't know it? In other words, what if I decide not to get a test and it actually, whatever it's look, that test is looking for is present, but I don't know it. Is that something, is something bad going to happen? A lot of, there's a lot of what ifs in this, right? And so from the what ifs, you get the fear. So keep that in mind. Think about, is there something that can be done to fix what we're looking for? So here's an example for this one. Group beta strip, GBS. This is something that you can get tested for around 36 weeks or so, and it's looking for a bacteria that's present in the vaginal area of some women. It's not an STD, it's not anything bad, but a very small percentage of babies who are born to moms who have that strain of bacteria in their vagina will get sick. The standard treatment in medicine today is that if you are GBS positive at any point during your pregnancy, you get antibiotics during labor. So you need to think about if this positive test comes back positive, am I going to want those antibiotics? Is that something that I want to do to prevent that very, very small risk of my baby getting sick? Or is that something I'm going to decline anyway? You have to weigh all of that to decide, is it worth knowing this? And am I going to do anything about it? Is there anything that even can be done about it? Some tests are going to get results and there's really just nothing you can do about it. Do you want to know those things or do you not? You have to evaluate that within you to decide what you want to know and what you'd rather not know. Next question, what are the odds that I will have a positive result? Playing the odds game is reasonable. If only one in four million people have some situation or have some problem, is that really worth the stress of getting a test this week and having to worry about it until next week? to you. For some people, they just really want to know. And if that's you, that's fine. But if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to know something that has such a small possibility of happening, that's valid as well. You can decline. Next question. If the results come back positive, what's it going to do to my mental health for the rest of my pregnancy? Am I going to be so stressed out and so worried that I'm not going to be able to enjoy being pregnant? Or is it not going to have that effect on you? And a lot of that has to do with your own personality. The example here, again, is Down syndrome. If you find out that your baby has Down syndrome, is that going to make you just be so worried and so stressed about all the things for the rest of the pregnancy? If it is, you might want to consider whether you want to know those details or not. If you're the kind of person that has a who's not going to worry about it. I don't know how to say that in in a way to not sound judgy. I don't mean to sound judgy, but if you're not the kind of person who's going to worry, if you know that you're going to love that baby the same, no matter what, then maybe you want to know so that you can prepare. You just have to evaluate inside your own heart. What is best for you? Last question that we'll have in this particular episode is, is there something that I can do to prepare for this now? So if the test comes back positive, 
Are there things that I will need to do to prepare ahead of time? For example, there are certain situations that would be best not to be born at home. So if you are planning a home birth, are there things that you want to know that they are present before you go into labor and have your baby so that you're in a place that can deal with those things later? An example of that would be something like a placenta accreta, which is a scary thing that happens when the placenta grows through the uterine wall and attaches itself to other things past the uterus. And when the placenta lets go after the baby's born, you can have a, a very dangerous amount of bleeding. This doesn't happen to very many people at all. Not many at all. And usually the ones that it does happen to have had a, a C-section before. If you have a placenta accreta, you really want to have your baby at the hospital so that you can be there and try to deal with what's going to happen after the birth. Now, again, most people aren't going to have this, and it's not something that you should live in fear of if you don't have it. But that one little piece of information would be really good for you to know so that you don't give birth at home. So is there something I can do with what I'm going to find out from a test that will help me to prepare ahead of time? Quick example for me. I was planning out-of-hospital births with all of my babies. I do not like ultrasounds. I do not, did not want an ultrasound. But because I was planning to give birth outside of the hospital, I did consent to one quick anatomy scan around 20 weeks for each of my babies. For two of those babies, that was great. We just got a quick look, made sure that, you know, the heart had four chambers and the brain was there and everything was formed properly and all that kind of stuff. Looked at the placenta and the location and all that. Everything was good for two of them. For one, my placenta was what's called low-lying at the time, and I had a little bit of a previa, which just means that the placenta was over the cervix a little bit, but it was at 20 weeks. And almost all of those resolve, they go away, as the uterus grows. The, the placenta, it does, it's not that the placenta moves, it's just that the uterus is stretching and it just kind of pulls it away from the cervix. And so by the time it was time for labor, situation was totally resolved but because that first one had been found my provider I was seeing a midwife but it was in an office that was overseen by a doctor of course he wanted me to be rescanned in four weeks and rescanned in four weeks and rescanned in four weeks and so it set me up for more of what I didn't want and so what I decided to do for my own situation was that I declined all of the rest of the ultrasounds until right before birth. So I don't know if I, I think I was like 38, 39 weeks or something. I can't remember exactly. And I said, I told the ultrasound tech who was a friend of mine, I said, okay, let's go look real quick. And we did, and it was resolved. So we knew that it was out of the way. So it was safe to give birth outside of the hospital. But I had to decline a lot of things that I wouldn't have had I not had that first scan. So you can see how one test can then lead to more testing, which leads to more anxiety and more intervention that you may not want. You have to decide what's right for you. Are you okay with having more scans? Are you not okay with having more scans? Do you want to know certain things to, if you're planning on, especially if you're having a birth outside of the hospital? Do you not? It's totally your call. You have the right to make that decision and you have to decide what risk you're okay with taking and which ones you're not okay with taking and you want to make sure. But remember, you can't be 100% sure about anything. Just like there's false positives, there's also false negatives. So just because you have a test done and it comes back negative doesn't mean that it didn't miss something. So real, this is where we have to fall back on trusting our Lord 
who made us and who has made that baby that's inside of you and knows everything. He knows all that's going on. He is in charge of all that's going on. And all that you can really do is lean on him and give your body the absolute best that you can, the best whole nutrition that you can, the best rest, the least amount of stress. These are the things that you can do to give your baby the best chance of developing normally and having a good, strong, healthy baby inside of you. Because at the end of the day, God's in control. And you have to remember that. I hope this has helped you. I want to hear what test you decided to skip and why over in our Facebook group. If you haven't joined us yet, the link's down in the comments, or excuse me, the link's down in the description of this show in the show notes. So go click on that and go join us in the Facebook group. Tell us what test did you decide to skip and why? What test did you decide to have and why? Maybe you had all the tests and you wish you hadn't after the fact. I want to hear all about it. So hop over in our Facebook group and make a post and let us know what you decided and whether it was a good decision for you or whether you regret it. Let's have a good discussion about this because every mom is dealing with it. They don't really talk about it too much, but we all struggle with feeling like we're being treated like an accident waiting to happen. And so we have to find some balance somewhere of what we're going to decide to have done and what we're going to decide to skip on and how we're going to have faith in God in knowing that he is going to take care of us and our babies in his own perfect way. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for sharing this time with me and meet me right back here at the same time next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.